Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Kind. Make It Kind. M-I-P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, let me first of all uh, apologize. Uh, We are all still operating from home. And so that uh, creates some problems out of our control. And the workmen are working on the roof of my apartment building just above my head today so um then um so you may hear that noise and i apologize in advance for it but we wanted to go ahead uh with today's show because of the importance of the matter and just to kind of bring us back to some of the important matters of the day some of the important realities i know we've had a lot of distractions um but uh we always talk about jobs when the jobs report comes out immediately we speak to the chief economist of the Center on Budget. Um, he joins us now. I apologize to all of you and to him for the noise. We're going to do our, our best. Um, but we are thankful to have back with us Chad Stone, chief economist of the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Chad, bless you, man. I, I hope your holidays um, were as, as healthy and as blessed as they could be. They were. Thank you. I hope you hope the same for you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. So um, the job recovery has 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 stalled down to one hundred forty thousand for the month of December. Correct. One hundred forty thousand lost. One hundred forty thousand lost. OK. Yes. It's so how many how many were created in the month? Well, one hundred forty thousand is the net of of creation minus losses. So we talked previously about how the recovery, the jobs recovery was slowing. Each month, there were successively fewer new jobs created. Well, we, we hit the going into reverse point where for the first time since April, uh, we've had net job losses, 140,000, 95,000 of them in the private sector and the rest in government. So that was kind of 
it was kind of expected. We saw we had lots of indicators that the economy was slowing down in uh, December, and that's why there was so much pressure being put on Congress to come up with a stimulus package, and they almost blew it. And and they did in the sense that if they'd done it in November, maybe we would have not have had job losses in December. But they at least did something. But it's great that they did it. It's going to help some, but it's very short-lived and it's incomplete. And we're, we're going through lockdowns and, and dealing dealing with the virus spreading still. So it's 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 a little bit of a rough patch ahead, but... We, it looks like we have policymakers coming in who want to be doing things. And so we can expect another package. Of course, that is a blessing. If that's true, we, we hope so. Unemployment rate, you write, uh, and folks, by the way, Chad does a great thread on the morning of the jobs report. You should check out him, check him out on Twitter. Chad CBPP. Check him out. Um, Chad, the unemployment rate did not fall for the first time since April, correct? That's right. The, un- the unemployment rate stayed at 6.7%. And that's that's certainly an elevated unemployment rate. It's below the 14-something percent that we had in April, but it's still way too high. It's way above the 3.5% we had going into the recession um, and something we'd, we'd love to get back to. So it's, it's still elevated unemployment rate. And as we know that there are racial and ethnic disparities in the employment statistics, that black and Hispanic unemployment rates are higher than white unemployment rates, substantially higher. The unemployment rate is one measure of um, the state of the labor market. It's the, it's the one that gets all the headlines. But in order to be in order to be counted as unemployed, you have to actually be looking for work. You have to have looked in the past four weeks, or be on a let, be on a layoff and be expected to be called back immediately. And there are a lot of people who lost their jobs and either haven't been required to be looking or have have not founded a, a labor market in which there's jobs for them. And so there's a bunch of people that are either underemployed, not getting as many hours as they need, or have dropped out of the labor force, not officially counted as unemployed, although if jobs were there, they would want the jobs. So if we look at another measure that takes into account some of those factors, the share of the population with the job, and if we focus on prime age workers, age 25 to 54, we get rid of the fact that um, some of the labor force uh, is shrinking because people are retiring. Uh, the baby boom generation is retiring. So we get rid of the demographics by focusing on prime age. And we, we look at the share of the population with the job. So that takes into account the fact that some people have dropped out. They may want a job, but they haven't been looking actively enough to find one. And that is still an elevated rate. And again, higher for blacks and Hispanics than for whites by a significant number of percentage points. So as we look at those and we compare February 2020 to December 2020, and I'm, I'm just looking at some of these numbers, right. um, six um, um, unemployment, 6% for African-Americans in February 2020, 9.9% December 2020. Um, Hispanics, 4.4% February 2020, 9.3% uh, December 2020. 
Um, and in terms of whites, uh, 3% unemployment in February 2020 and 6% now in December of um, 2020, uh, in spite of the fact that Trump is still, I mean, even Mick Mulvaney was saying after the Capitol riot that Trump has still done more for African-American unemployment than any other president and, you know, the best president since since Lincoln and all of that. Um so so just for the record, folks, that is that is what is is has happened. This is not getting better. And and just to reiterate, we're talking about jobs in a lot of these places. These are people. When we, you know, I've almost tried to even modify the, the use of the terminology frontline workers in the pandemic. We think the context for most frontline workers, which is not inaccurate, are people who are working in the healthcare industry and in hospitals and whatnot. Um, and not just as physicians. But these are people of color cleaning the hospitals. And if they're not frontline in the hospital, they're frontline in the restaurant, the service industry, and the hospitality industry. And so that's where it's being hit. And I guess it is probably going to take, I take years to do cross reference or do a Venn diagram, frankly, uh, Chad, as to how many of those people of color lost their jobs. And got sick because they had no, they didn't have the luxury. I mean, you and I now are able, you know, we're working, we're home. But these people don't have that luxury. It's probably going to take a a while to kind of call that information because there's got to be, I mean, we know there's some overlap there, right? Right. Absolutely. And in fact, in today's jobs report, the Bureau of Labor Statistics report points out that the, the reason for the job declines and the reason that unemployment didn't go down is because of what's happening in leisure and hospitality and other virus and affected, virus affected industries. And, and in fact, now Latino is, is an ethnicity. There are blacks and there are whites. And the Latino share of the population with a job, prime age, was the one that went up the most since February. And it went, and, and it went up in, it went up in December. Because, and, and, and so did the black rate, because of just what you're talking about, where the, where the jobs were or are, that's the sector that gets hit hardest when you're doing the things you have to do to address the, the pandemic. But yeah, frontline workers have put their lives at stake and then they can lose their jobs if you, if your public facing jobs are the problem. That, that's how the virus spreads. And that's where lots of the, lots of the lower paying jobs are. And where the job losses are. Now, if we get, if we get the vaccines going, which hopefully will get going better in a few, uh, in a few weeks, they've started to get out, but not in a great way. Um, but that, that's pretty critical, um, to, to being able to, to have the economy open up and the jobs come back. And, um, looking forward to seeing that happen. Right now, we're seeing the reverse of things are, are still kind of shut down um, because of the, the, the virus spreading. And and just on that to make a final point on that Chad is right, the, the prime age population, that's twenty-five to fifty-four folks, there's about a six percent difference between white and Hispanic, white and black, um, in in terms of those disparities that uh prime age population with a job. Um uh now it's seventy one point one percent for African Americans, seventy one point nine percent for for Hispanics, seventy-seven point seven percent for whites. Um Let's stay on that for a minute, Chad, because, you know, as always, we look to December for the seasonal jobs. 
that this was a different kind of December. Obviously, not as many seasonal jobs available, correct? Well, that's right. Now, the data get corrected, seasonally adjusted for the expected number of jobs or or what has been the case in the past three or four years, the, the preceding three or four years. And of course, those were more normal. And so you expected a bigger hiring season uh, if this year looked like past years, but it didn't. And therefore, the uh, the 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 numbers were 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 not as not as good as as they normally would have been in December for for, for the fact that that there was less employment for the seasonal there was less seasonal employment. Yeah. Now let, let's stay with some of these frontline slashes essential state and local jobs way down, including in education. We're talking there too, aren't we, Chad? About not just teaching jobs. We know everything that goes to running the school, cafeteria workers, environmental service workers. We're talking about people of color there too, uh, aren't we? Yep. And uh, yes, and, and, and you're right that um, overall state and local government employment is down 1.4 million from February. And a million of those are in education. And as you say, they include more than just teachers. Um, and teachers' aides, um, bus drivers, and, and all the all the all the folks you mentioned, um, and yeah, that's that that's a, that's a big drag. And one of but 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 one of the reasons that's going on is because because of the disruption to to schools. But another thing is uh, that in state and local governments have to balance their budgets, and there was no substantial state and local government relief in the latest recovery package and state and local government relief was uh, got, got short shrift through the recovery packages and the center on budget has, has pushed strongly for more federal aid to state and local governments so that they don't have to lay off workers so that they don't have to cut services so that they don't have to, to skimp on programs and unlike the federal government they can't just run a deficit they have to either cut spending or raise taxes either one of them is bad for the economy. It takes away aggregate demand. But what you want to have in a recession is, is stuff like unemployment insurance and SNAP benefits, which when you give it to people, they spend it. And that that's, circulates through the economy, has a multiplier effect. Um, state, and the, the state and local government cutbacks have a negative multiplier effect. They're a drag on the recovery. And um, and, and this, this latest package didn't, didn't really include any relief. Uh, unemployment insurance... One million. Did I my reading is right? One million. One point one million in February. Four million now. Oh, so th those figures are for the number of people who've been unemployed, the long-term unemployed, the number of people who've been unemployed for twenty-six weeks or longer, and I'm sorry, for twenty-seven weeks or longer. Twenty-six weeks is the normal amount of unemployment, maximum amount of unemployment insurance you can get in most states. Now we have a bunch of additional federal programs that have added. Uh, some some federal programs that have added additional weeks on so that if it weren't for those programs, people would be running out of benefits after 26 weeks, but they can stay on for, for longer. And the end of the year recovery package added some weeks to make sure that nobody runs out of benefits or almost nobody runs out of benefits before uh, the middle of March. But that's the end for the uh, supplemental programs, the pandemic unemployment assistance for gig workers and people who fall through the cracks of the regular system, and 
the pandemic emergency unemployment compensation benefits, which are additional weeks of benefits for people in the regular state unemployment insurance program. You run out of your state benefits, you get these additional federal benefits. And after that, maybe you get some, some further benefits if your state has a high enough unemployment rate for another round of benefits. But that all, that all comes to an end in March. And so that needs to be extended because we're not going to be out of the, the, the hole we're in in March. You wrote in your epic Twitter thread, end of year stimulus relief package was important for addressing hardship and keeping the recovery going, but it's short lived and incomplete. And then you, you reference a piece at, at centeronbudget.org. Over four in 10 children in renter households face food and or housing hardship. Yeah. One of, one of the things that we've been doing at the center is um, following on a regular basis the data that the Census Bureau has been putting out um, every couple of weeks since April on, on tracking hardship. And we've seen it. We saw it just, just as we saw um, a de- decrease in jobs and no further improvement in unemployment in December. Uh, we're also seeing an uptick, uptick in the measures of, in the measures of hardship. And that's why that's why it's also important to have continuing relief and stimulus assistance to boost the economy and to address the widespread hardship. Um, the Senate on budget, of course, is nonpartisan, everyone. And I, over the years, from time to time, um, um, say things. <laughs> it was, I'm going to say something that that. I don't think we'll get Chad in trouble, but but let me just put it this way. If, and I know Chad, like me, none of us, of course, everyone decries what happened at the Capitol. But Chad, you know, I was just thinking, and I thought about you in this. I said, people out there demonstrating, and I don't agree with the tactic, but no one raised the issue of what we're talking about right now. There has not been a, a mass demonstration of people saying we need more financial support and more stimulus. Now, if that were said, people would miss. Well, wait a minute now. Uh, can't really disagree with that. And it just amazes me <laughs> that that people because I'm looking at that crowd. Some of those people probably can use some of these measures themselves, but not one word about that. It just goes to show you, you know. This pandemic is is a trip, man. That's that's all I got to say. <laughs> Can't disagree with that. <laughs> it's a trip. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, if 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 people want to be mobilized for something, be mobilized by what we're talking about right now and what's going to happen in March. Not about an election fraud that actually did not. I mean, you don't have a demonstration for something that's not real. You have a demonstration for something that is real. And the very members of Congress that we know. Who some of the same ones now who are saying, oh, this was so wrong. But these are the same people who were who have been fighting. What can people do with six hundred dollars? Uh, Chad, that's a whole essay. You can probably write on that. What can you what does what how far does six hundred dollars go in a pandemic economy? Other than I mean, best thing, the best you can get out of that is what groceries. Yeah, I mean, we, so six hundred dollars has two meanings in in this recovery. There was the six hundred dollars a week of unemployment insurance that was great, and then there's a six hundred dollar one time check. Yeah, right, right, right. Is, you know, it's something, but it's not it's not something that sustains you for very long. Yep. You're right. So, folks, this is December, and Chad and I talked about this. You know, we I mean, people should have expected this is how it's going to be. 
And now that we no longer have the, the, the season of December that's supposed to kind of usually help folk out. I mean, what does Jan- what do January just looking ahead? What do January and February do? I mean, is there any sign or hope that things might get a little bit better in this next month or two? Well, January and February are not great months for uh, for, for for jobs because because people are being laid off from their seasonal jobs or they're they're, they're ending their seasonal jobs and um, they're they're going on unemployment insurance typically. So the normal seasonal effects are for decline in job in jobs and employment. The partly that's weather related, but partly it's 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 the fact that, that people people were employed temporarily over the over the holiday season and now we're not. Um, so that's why it's so important that as we continue to do things that try to get the economy to be able to be more open, there's money for people to spend and there's unemployment relief benefits for them. So I believe that every effort will be made by the incoming administration to have more more stimulus and that will offset some of the negative things that might be happening anyway. I believe that we'll see the vaccinations spread. That's a that's positive for allowing more opening up. Um, so there there, there are many uh, forces going in different directions, but at least in terms of what the government can do to help relieve hardship and stimulate the economy, I think we have people coming in who've, who've, who campaigned on doing that. Um, they, they did. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's gonna, we'll, we'll get a whole new change uh, come January 20th, Lord have mercy, and hopefully no more drama between now (laughs) and then. Uh, But yeah, this is the appropriate form of protest, voting to help out with this economic situation, not tearing up the Capitol and putting people's lives in danger indeed. Uh, But go ahead, I'm sorry, Jay, go ahead. If we look at people, if we look at the Georgia voting, I think think a lot of people did vote on, on the idea that there would be more stimulus coming. We want to see that happen, and, and, and they voted accordingly. And, and it's and it's even more uh, profound when we look at Georgia, a state that has never done that before, um, and and that says a lot. Chad, thank you as always. Sit on budget.org. Our friend Chad Stone. Uh, Chad, continue to be safe uh, where you are. All right, buddy. You too. All right. Thank you, Chad. You're welcome. Take care. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, subscribe, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.